God, we love you. We give you thanks and praise for who you are and for all you've done for us individually and as a church. God, we are just so thankful to be able to meet in this place this morning, to be able to, uh, to sing your praises, to be able to open up your word and see what you have to say to us. Uh, God, I love this time of year where we just we gather and we refocus, we kind of re, realign ourselves with the mission that you have put in front of us here at Fresno First Church to connect and grow and serve. God, I just pray as we talk about grow this morning, about connecting more with you, that you would speak through your word, uh, that we would uh, come to understand what it looks like to grow in you. How we love you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are uh, in week two this morning of this series. Uh, last week, we started off our Rooted series talking about connecting. What, what God has given this church uh, a mission and a directive to be people who connect and grow and serve. We connect people with people. That's about connect. And last week, we talked about uh, building the kind of relationships that God is asking us to build, uh, building the kind of relationships with people where we have people in our lives who are there to encourage us, to lift us up, to make us better. Uh, just like Barnabas, we looked at Barnabas in the book of Acts and Paul, uh, how he encouraged him, and we need to be people who encourage. Uh, we looked uh, at being people who help People find strength in God, uh, like Jonathan did with David in 1 Samuel. Uh, and then we looked at having relationships where people will speak truth into our lives, uh, like Nathan and Daniel in 2 Samuel. So I, I asked you these three questions last week. Do you have, or these two questions, do you have those people in your life? Do you have someone who will encourage you? Do you have someone who will uh, speak truth to you? Do you have someone who will help you find your strength in God to let you know that God is on your side? Uh, and are you one of those people? Do you have those people? And are you those people? I hope that even praying through that this week, um, praying through the ways in which God is calling you to connect with other people this year. This week, we move from connecting people with people to our GROW mission, which is connecting people to God. So we've connected people to people, people to God. Next week, we'll talk about serve, connecting God to the world. But this is, this is one of the most important weeks that we have here at the church as we talk about how, what it looks like to grow in Christ's maturity. What does it look like to grow in our faith? What does it look like to, to be people who are constantly in the Word, constantly wanting to look more and more like Christ, constantly wanting, uh, to, uh, constantly wanting to just grow in our faith? I tell you this this morning, there's a, there's a lot of ways to do this at the church. There's some people who, who get confused a little bit, like grow, we're just trying to get bigger. Like, no, grow is not about getting bigger as a church. Grow is about you personally growing in your relationship with Jesus Christ. There's a lot of ways to do that here at the church. One of the, one of the main ways that we do that, obviously, is here on Sunday morning. But I tell you what, if Sunday morning is the only time of the week that you set aside to grow, you're not doing it right. You are not called to grow one day a week or one hour a week in a 30-minute sermon. This is not about, this is not your weekly growth time, right? There are so many different ways that you can grow, and that grow is kind of on you. We provide different ways. Small groups is one of those ways. There's no better way to connect with other people and to grow in your faith than to be in a small group. Small groups are, are huge ways to grow, we have uh, grow. We call it grow group. Uh, we just basically read a book together every single month, and then talk through that book on the last Sunday of the month. We'll start one again in February. I'm excited about that. 
But where, it really, where the rubber really hits the road is not when you're here in the building, but when you're at home. And you're in this book, trying to grow and to know what God has for your life and trying to mature into his image. That's, that's what it's all about. That's what really what grow is all about. It's the same as any other relationship that you have in your life. If you do not invest in your relationship with God, it will not grow, and quite possibly it will fail. Uh, we, I was just, we were driving, I was visiting my dad yesterday down in Bakersfield, we were driving back, and me and my wife were just reminiscing about college a little bit, and uh, there's one point in college, I think it was our sophomore year, I was working full-time in the athletic department at Point Loma during Christmas break, and she was at home, and, I, and we called, we were talking on the phone, and I remember specifically her saying this to me, if you cannot learn to talk on the phone, <laughs> this is not going to go well, basically, that was it. If you can't learn to have conversations on the phone with me while we're not together, this is, this is not going to work out, <laughs> and she was right. So I quit my job, and I didn't have to talk on the phone anymore, right? So, uh, <laughs> so that's actually true. I did quit my job after that. So, uh, but, but every relationship requires you to, to, to invest in it. And it's not even just relationships. I mean, think about even just going to the gym. I remember this other guy while I was in college who, who went to the gym almost every single day. And you could tell when you looked at him, he was just ripped. Like he, he was probably like a double XL shirt, and it was just all muscle. But then... He looked below the waist, and he had like chicken legs. And it was like, you're not doing it right. right? You're, you're not investing in your whole body's growth right now. You're investing in the things that people can see, but like, man, it just looks funny. You know, like you just gotta, you gotta invest in your relationship. If you're not investing in your relationship with God, if you're not investing in your spiritual growth, you will not grow. That's just the way it is. So this, this whole year, as we keep talking about grow, I want you to remember this. Your spiritual growth requires an investment on your part. More than just a Sunday morning drive to church. It requires you to open up your Bible. It requires you to pray. If you don't commit to working on your faith, you will not grow. And so this morning, we're going to... We're going to, uh, to talk through two prayers that we find in Scripture. One is a prayer that we can pray. One is a prayer that is prayed over us and for us. And I want to talk about these two prayers and what it means to grow. Because here's, here's the end goal of grow. The end goal is that on January 20th next year, which is a Sunday, you come to this service and we talk about, or I guess it would be the 13th. You come to this service, we talk about grow again, and you are closer on January 13th, 2021 to God than you are right now. That is the whole point of grow. That's the whole desire of grow, that you would grow in your faith. There's going to be plenty of opportunities to help you do that here at the church but it's going to take an investment on your part as well. So here's the first prayer we're going to talk about. It's actually a psalm. If you turn with me to Psalm 139, uh, if you're in one of the pew Bibles, it's on page 536. Uh, psalm 139 is a prayer. Uh, it's, well, it's kind of a, it's a song of David. Uh, David wrote this, and uh, I just, we're going to read the whole thing here, but there's, we're going to focus really on the last piece, but we're going to read the whole thing. Psalm 139. And I just got to say, this is a, this is a very big very specific prayer at the, begin, at the end of this. And I want you to just hear that. It's a very big, very specific prayer. 
And this is, this is important. This is, this is the way that God wants us to pray. God wants us to pray very big, very specific prayers. One of, my, one of my favorite stories, I'm sorry, I'll get to it in a second, I promise. One of my favorite stories of someone who prayed just a big, specific prayer is Martin Luther. Uh, Martin Luther uh, had a buddy, and his name was uh, Frederick Myconius. And Myconius was one of his biggest, uh, biggest helpers in the, in the Reformation. And uh, Myconius is on his deathbed and writes Martin Luther a letter, basically saying goodbye. Martin Luther writes back to him and, and prays over him. And it's not just like, a, hey man, it's been nice, you've been such a good help, thank you. It's not that kind of, not that kind of letter. In fact, I just, I'll just read to you what he says. He says in this response, I command you in the name of God to live, because I still have need of you in the work of reforming the church. The Lord will never let me hear you are dead, but will permit you to, to survive me. For this I am praying because I seek out only to glorify the name of God. Very specific, very big prayer. Man on his deathbed, and Martin Luther says, I command you in the name of God to live. You're going to outlive me. Guess what happens? Myconius, there's a miraculous recovery. He can't even talk at this point. That's why he wrote him a letter. Uh, oh, there's more reasons. There's not phones back then either. But he wrote him a letter. He couldn't talk at this point. Uh, and so he writes him this letter, but he already can't talk at this point in his life. But he writes him this letter, and he, he just recovers miraculously. Gains his speech back. Gains his health back. And for six years, travels with Martin Luther in the work of reforming the church. Here's the, here's the craziest part. Myconius dies two months after Martin Luther. Just crazy. That's just a crazy prayer. You know, I pray in the name of God that you would, you would live. And not only will you live, you're going to outlive me. And I do this only for the glory of God. And what, is it, what happens? The glory of God is made known. Myconius lives two months longer than Luther. That's a very big, specific prayer. That's the kind of prayers that I want us to pray this year as we grow. Big, specific prayers. So, as we get into this Psalm 139, I want you to listen for that specific prayer at the very end of this. That was a long intro to this psalm. I apologize, but here we go. Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. 
My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together, together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained before me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Now he kind of takes a little turn here. That was a beautiful prayer. Now again, takes a takes a weird turn. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Weird turn, but then he gets into this prayer. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Now, I always laugh when I read this prayer because see if there is any offensive way in me. I just want God to be like, just rewind like three verses, right? Like when you're talking about how much you hate all these people, just rewind to that part and there's, there's a piece there. But just, just hear this. Search me, O God, know my heart. Test me, O God. Know if there is any anxious ways in me. See if there is any offensive way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. I want to break down this, these, these four parts of this prayer because this is a prayer that I think a very big, specific prayer that we can pray throughout the year to help us grow in Christ. And here's this first part. Search me, God. Know my heart. Search me and know my heart. Now, if you would have, just, just by reading like verse you know, 1 through 18 of this psalm, you would think, David, you just told God that he knows your heart. He knows everything about you. He already knows your heart. So why are you now having to give God this permission of searching your heart? Why are you praying in this prayer? And I'll tell you this. I think it's because we know, I think cognitively, that God knows everything about us. But being able to pray this prayer, search me, God, and know my heart. You are opening yourself up to be able to hear from God maybe some things that you did not want to hear. I remember a time in my life where I was praying, I don't know if I prayed this exact prayer, but I was praying along this, this thing, God, would you, just, would you show me where I'm not living for you? God, would you show me something? And I remember hearing very clearly, I was in youth ministry at the time, and God just clearly said to me, you're faking it. You're faking it. You are calling kids out for doing things that you yourself are doing. You speak the right language. You speak Christianese, but you do not love me with your whole heart. And I just remember being floored by that. And it changed everything in my life. I, I began to read more. I began to just dive into the Word, dive into other books. I just remember thinking, just this is, this is such a powerful moment in my life. And this was really it. God searched me and know my heart. Well, your, heart is, your heart's faking it. Okay, I didn't mean, like, go that deep, Jesus. I'm just, I was just saying, like, you know, search me and know my heart. I didn't mean for you to call me out. Well, that's, that's exactly what you're praying when you pray this prayer. Search me and know my heart. When you pray this prayer, just be ready to hear something from God that says, okay, here's where your heart is. You're faking it. 
You're not, you're not living, you're not loving me with your whole heart. You're not living the way that you claim that you're living. This is, a, this is a huge prayer. It sounds easy, but it's a difficult prayer to pray. Search me, God, and know my heart. David moves on here. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. What's he praying here? He's praying, God, God, would you just reveal my fears? Reveal my fears. What am I afraid of? And I'm not talking just like, spiders and public speaking and those things. I'm talking about like, what are you really afraid of? And the deepest parts of you, what are you afraid of? Maybe think about that for a second. What are you afraid of? I heard it said once that often what we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. Often what we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. Are you fearful of just not knowing your future? Maybe you don't trust God with your future. Are you fearful about not being able to pay the bills? Maybe you're just not, not trusting God to be your provider. What are you, what are you fearful of? I'll say that again. Oftentimes what we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. This prayer, God, reveal my fears. Would you test me, God? Know if there's any anxious way in me. And just, God, would you just reveal where I'm not trusting you? We're, we're not supposed to be anxious. Even Scripture says don't be anxious about anything. God, would you just reveal to me where I'm anxious? Reveal my fears. Would you, just, would you do this for me? It's a very specific prayer. Search my heart. Reveal my fears. Here's the third piece of this prayer. See if there is any offensive way in me. (laughs) This is also a very big, specific prayer. God, would you uncover my sin for me? God, would you show me where I'm not living the way that you would call me to live? God, show me the places in my life that are inconsistent with your truth. Have you ever noticed it's difficult to see sin in the mirror? You see sin all around you. You see everybody else is like, ah, they shouldn't live like that. They shouldn't do that. It's really hard to see sin in the mirror. We like to, we like to point at everybody else's, but when we look at ourselves, we like to see uh, just kind of perfection. All right, it's easy to, uh, we have a tendency to, to accuse other people and excuse ourselves. That's just kind of the way we are as human beings. But as we pray this prayer, God, would you, would you reveal my sin? Would you open up and uncover my sin? I think there are some questions here that we need to ask ourselves to be able to, to allow this to fully happen. Because sometimes when God uncovers our sin, we get a little defensive, right? I think this, these are some questions we can ask. Because God is trying to show you where you are not living for him. Here's some questions to ask. What are others trying to tell me? Do I have a Nathan in my life from last week who's trying to to speak truth to me, to tell me where I'm not living the way that God is calling me to live? Do I have someone in my life that's trying to tell me, trying to to show me where I'm living in the wrong? Another question, what have I rationalized? There are some things in our lives that we know are not right, but we have rationalized in our mind to be able to say, it's not that bad. It's It's not that wrong to be able to live this way. We've rationalized our sins sometimes. And the last question, where am I most defensive? Where am I just unwilling to go with people? Not going to go there. Not going to talk about it. It's not going to happen. 
Those might be some areas, those answers to those questions may be some areas in which God is trying to help you uncover your sin. So, search me, God, know my heart. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And this last piece here is another very specific, very big prayer. Lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me in the way everlasting. I'll tell you this, if you are asking God to lead you, you've got to be willing to go. If you're asking God to lead you in the way everlasting, you have to be willing to go where he's calling you. That's why this is a dangerous prayer to pray. This is a hard prayer to pray. This, this prayer at the end of this, this chapter in, da- in the Psalms that David's writing here, this is, not a, this is not an easy prayer that he ends with here. In fact, he's, he's really opening himself up to God to be able to speak in and change his life, to be able to, to really grow him. I think this is a play, this is a prayer that we can pray this year to really grow. God, would you search me? Would you know my heart? Would you test me? Would you know my anxious thoughts? Would you uncover my sin? Would you show me where I'm not living the way that you call me to live? Would you uncover this? And would you lead me in the way everlasting? How would you lead me? Can we just, can we go together? I want to grow. This is my prayer. Now, this is, this is a great prayer to pray as we focus on growing this year. In fact, if you, if, uh, I'd, I'd like you to underline it, circle it, start it, whatever you do in your Bible to just kind of keep reminding yourself of this prayer. God, search me. God, test me. Know my anxious thoughts. God, uncover my sin. God, lead me. I want to follow you. Lead me in the way everlasting. God, let's go. I want to grow. I want to invest in this relationship. I want to continue to grow in you. Now, this, is a, this is a powerful prayer for us. I think uh, it's a great prayer to even just memorize. There's just two verses to memorize here. Just memorize this prayer. Pray this every single morning, every single day. God, would you search me? Would you know my heart? Would you test me? Would you know if there's any anxious thoughts in me? God, would you uncover the sin that I have in my life? Would you show me the ways I'm not living for you? God, would you, would you lead me in this way? I want to follow you today. That's such a, such a good, big, specific prayer to pray. That's the first prayer I want to talk about this morning. Second prayer is a prayer of Paul. Paul uh, in the book of Ephesians. If you want to go there with me, Ephesians chapter 3. If you're in one of our pew Bibles on page uh, 1007. Uh, and Paul in this, in this book, he's writing to the church in Ephesus. Uh, and he is just, it, Paul kind of... Uh, he does this when he writes letters to churches. He prays over his people. And he prays very specific prayers over his people to say that I know what you're going through. This is how I'm praying for you. Paul, Paul prays for his people in Ephesians chapter 3, uh, starting at verse 14. Here's what he says. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, what does he mean here, glorious riches? Just, God, is, God has everything imaginable at his disposal. Every blessing imaginable, every, every anything imaginable, God has at his disposal. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through the spirit in your inner being. This word power here, I want to just highlight here, this word in the original language is dunamis, which is where we get our word dynamite. This is not just a small power word, this is, this is 
this is a strong kind of power that he is trying to pray over these people in the Ephesians. Will you have just dynamite power, just explosive power? Would you have this God kind of power in your life? I'll start with verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's people. That's the same power, by the way. Together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Here's a question for you. Why would you need power to understand the love of Christ? He he actually... And he answers it here in this passage. This love that surpasses knowledge. Without the power of Christ in you, without the Holy Spirit dwelling in your life, you will not be able to understand fully the love of Christ. And this is what Paul is praying. I pray that you would have power through the Spirit to understand the love that God has for you. This is how much God loves you. This is how much God wants to be in this relationship with you. He loves you this much. May you have the power, the Holy Spirit's power, the dynamite power of the Holy Spirit. Would you have that kind of power just to understand this kind of love that God is giving you, to understand the height and the depth of this love? How wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. To know that this, this love surpasses knowledge, you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Just that last line, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That your life would be filled completely with God. This is the goal of grow that you would be filled so completely with the love of God, that you would be filled so completely with the knowledge of God, that you would begin to live your life for him. Paul goes on here in verse 20. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. I want you to just to, to hear this as well. It's a similar, similar to the prayer that Martin Luther prayed. I'm praying this so that the name of God would be glorified. Here's, here's why Paul is praying this. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Paul is praying that you and I and this church in Ephesus would be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. That we would come to know and understand the love of God. Why? So that generations might be changed. This is the why of grow. Why, why do we want to get closer to God? Why do we want to come to know God in this way? Why, why would it be important for us to come to the full knowledge of the love of God? Why do we need the power of the Spirit in our lives to be able to understand this? Well, it's not just for you. It's for the glory of God, and it's so generations might come to know him. Now, this, is such a, this is another big, specific, powerful prayer. And this is a prayer that I think Paul prays over us as well, that we would come to know the fullness of God. 
that we would be that we would be given the power of the spirit that would allow us to understand the height and the depth and how wide is the love of God for us that understanding is what we are searching for as we grow it's funny thing as you as you grow more you realize how far you have to go the more you grow the more you realize there's so much more that I can know. There's so much more than I can grow. That's what we're about. This is what grow is about. Grow is about being able to say, God, would you search me? Would you know my heart? Would you test my anxious thoughts? See if there is any offensive way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. God, I want to follow you every single day of my life. And just to be able to own this prayer, just, just know that this prayer is prayed over you every single day, that you might come to know through the power of the Spirit how wide and how deep and how high is the love of Christ that is for you. I hope every single day you come to know just a little bit more of this love. And that little bit more of knowledge every single day continues to push you, continues to, to want you to desire more growth in the Lord, continues to make you want to open up your Bible and learn a little bit more about what God has for you. This is what GROW is all about, connecting you, yourself, with God. I pray this year that you will make time to invest in this relationship. Invest in the relationship that you have built with God and continue to grow it. This morning we get to celebrate a little bit this morning we get to celebrate with someone who has, uh, who has dedicated their lives to this God. Who has said, today I want to make publicly known that God is my God. I choose to follow. I choose to dedicate my life to him. I choose to continue to grow in him. We get to take part in baptism this morning. I love baptism. I love being able to, to just see this and hear the testimony of someone who's saying, this is my life. This is what God is doing in my life. I want to be baptized today. And so I'm going to call the, the band for it. Uh, we're going to sing another song. And Oliver is going to join me in the baptismal. We get to do baptism this morning. Let me pray for us as we go. God, I just I pray for us this morning. God, I pray that you would just, uh, just be with us as we go from this place. God, would you just remind us day in and day out that we need to be living for you, that we need to be continually growing in you. God, will we continue to pray this prayer? God, search my heart, know me. Will we continue the prayer of God, test me, see if there's any anxious way in me? Will we continue to pray that you would uncover our sins and see if there's any offensive way in us? How we continue to pray this prayer every single day. God, lead me in the way everlasting. God, I want to follow you. God, this morning as we go, would you just, would you lead us, guide us, direct us? Give us a passion for you. Give us a passion to grow. God, we love you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's sing. All right. You can just use your microphone, probably. Yeah. Or no, he has a handheld right there. Perfect. I didn't see it. Everybody, this is uh, Oliver Greenbar, who's going to be baptized today. Uh, we're super excited about this, and uh, he's...
Uh, Ashley, you can come on up. <laughs> uh, she's gonna read. Uh, she's gonna read Oliver's testimony, and then uh, we'll baptize him. He answered these three questions: Why I want to be baptized. In the last few years, I've felt I've dug deeper into my faith. I am trying to understand more about what I believe and grow closer to God. A sermon a few months ago mentioned that as soon as we become believers, we ought to be baptized. I then wondered, what am I waiting for? I want to be known as a dedicated follower of God. The second question was, what, God, what has God been doing in your life? God has been teaching me every day how to become a better husband, father, and friend. He is doing this by teaching me how to give of myself, by teaching me how to fully love others, and by teaching me how to learn, lean on his power. And his favorite verse is Deuteronomy 31.8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Amen. Two questions for you, Oliver. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. And we've baptized into his name today? Yes. Amen. All for our baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Uh, I've asked uh, Jordan to come on up and to close us out in prayer. Uh, yeah, what a what a good day! I encourage you to stick around uh, and uh, just say say hi, say uh, you love him, say congratulations to Oliver uh, this morning. In prayer, and let's do that this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Oliver's baptism. Uh, what an amazing day and time! It says in your Word that there is just rejoicing in heaven. Uh, and you are pleased, Father, and uh, I thank you for just bringing us here together. I thank you for this day and this time. Lord, as we go, may we go in your way. Lead us by your spirit and guide us, and uh, we just thank you and we praise you, and we do it all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for coming. You may be dismissed.